holiday for a ride. I just love a good sleigh ride through the countryside. I love a sleigh ride through the countryside and the, oh, the frost smacking me in the face and (laughs) creating frozen gashes in my lips. That's true. Well, we have to save room because we have a special guest joining us on the the sleigh today. That's right. We have a very special guest and you're going to hear her audio chit-chatting with us before we introduce who she is. So see if you can pick up any resemblance from the guest to either one of your favorite hosts. (laughs) Also, we are uh, on our world tour of small European countries. So we visited Genovia last week and right now we're in Montenero. So if our audio sounds a little weird, the Wi-Fi in this area is just horrid. I don't know. I think we were in Belgravia five minutes ago and then ten minutes ago we just passed through Maldovia or Aldovia. If it ends in a via, there's probably a princess there. All right. Well, we should probably play this episode. Whoa, slow down, Buster. Giddy up! Giddy up! Oh, wait. No, that means go faster. Slow Slow down! down. There's a cliff. Oh, God! Here we go! Cordon, you're my friend forever! Are we film experts? No. Do we explore the subtle nuances of each director's artistic vision? Absolutely not. Did we collectively take over four film classes? You freaking betcha. And will we fixate on one tiny detail that affects how we understand the whole film? We don't know. This is Out of the Way, Bra, where the bras come off and the critiques come on. Well, you know, Ivana, I am so excited about today's episode. I'm so excited because it's December, or this episode's going to be released in December. We have to go with a Christmas movie. I texted Ivana, like, during the Halloween episodes that we needed to have a Christmas movie, preferably a bad Christmas movie. Yeah, and I said, hell no, we're not doing any Christmas movies in December. Are you insane? But Cardin convinced me otherwise. You can't have December without a crappy Christmas movie. And uh, we... Decided to take a took a while to figure out a movie. Yes, we went through several. It was a lot of watching Christmas movies um, day in and day out. And we finally landed on this very film that we just had to talk about. We had to talk about it. It's new. It's actually a sequel to a film. Uh, so today we will be reviewing Princess Switch Switched Again. Yes, we are reviewing the sequel to The Princess Switch starring... Vanessa Hudgens. There are so many S's. Okay, I think we should all take a turn in saying as fast as we can, The Princess Switch switched again, starring Vanessa Hudgenson. <laughs> is it Hudges? Hudgenson? What is Hudge? Hudge? <laughs> well, I kept wanting to be like Vanessa Ann Hudgens, but that there's no Ann in there. Why'd you do that? <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> and we'll just call her Ann when we are upset with her. Ann! Okay. All right, so I'm going to try first. Okay, it's... Okay, so Hudgens is her name. Okay. The Princess Switch, Switched Again, starring Vanessa Hudgens. Ooh, Ooh that was pretty good. <laughs> thank you. The Princess Switch, Switched Again, starring Vanessa Hudgens. Ooh! And just like we have three Vanessa Hudgens in this film, we will have a third speaking of the title by our special guest, which will tell you who it is very soon. Do you want to do it, mystery guest? Oh, mystery. Okay, yes. Um, the Princess Switch, Switched Again, starring Vanessa Hudgens. Ooh! Ooh. 
There was some speed to that. There was a lot of speed. What's that TikTok sound that's like, you want to see some real speed? <laughs> no? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I think we're in very different um, TikTok algorithms, so I have no idea. Well, there's a TikTok sound that's like, you want to see some real speed, bitch? And then like, oh, so I'll believe out the bitch. Wow, I want to <laughs> peek at your FYP. <laughs> Leave it in. It's Christmas, bitch. <laughs> But yes, we have a very important guest today, and she's probably not important to you, but she's important to me. She's important to me, too. Scratch that. She's important to everybody because she's everybody's favorite sister. Yes, I love nepotism. My special, our special guest today is none other than my sister. She may be taller than me, but I'm older. Let's give a warm welcome for my sibling, Miss Madeline. Hello. Hello. We're so happy that you're here with us. Thank you for joining us. It is such a treat to have you. Um, And, you know, height is kind of more helpful to you, Cardin, because I think, isn't it like when we get older, we get smaller or shorter. So you could kind of have the height thing work in your favor in this situation. Except I'll be getting shorter. Like she'll always be taller than me. Right. So... In that sense, she'll always be younger because she's always taller. Ah, I see where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. Putting the pieces together. Do you get it? No. Cardin, you're going to get smaller. You will yeah. be smaller is the deal. <laughs> yeah, but everyone thinks she's older because she's taller. Well, tell everyone they're doing size all wrong. Well, yes, I wanted Madeline to come on today because she is our Christmas movie expert. Would you agree? I would uh, classify myself as a self-proclaimed Hallmark fanatic, in fact. So, yes, that is uh, my claim to this podcast. Ooh, very nice. What would you say is um, the greatest Hallmark movie of all time without thinking about it? Ah, um... She's thinking. Oh, God, she's thinking. You can see the wheels turning. (laughs) Um, oh, goodness. Well, I, I haven't even started watching many this season... I can't even remember the names. The ones with the DJ from um, Full House. Oh. The DJ from Full House. Uh, her, I think her name is DJ. I don't think she means a oh, disc oh. jockey. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like a disc jockey. You mean Candace Cameron? Candace Cameron Burke. Yeah. Um, I just watched one with her last week. I can't remember what it's called, but it was actually a twin switch. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And it was mediocre at best. Nice. Lovely. Okay, so you you were already like in the twin or lookalike swap a room mindset. So you are like perfect for this film. <laughs> yes, I'm primed in the twin switch. Excellent. Well, I think it's time we get into our film summary. As you all know by now, we don't give just a plain Jane film summary and we're not going to do it again today. So here we go. Welcome to Aldovia. I mean, Belgravia. I mean, Montenero, where Vanessa Hudgens is about to be crowned queen. But first, Vanessa switches places with Vanessa so she can DM a sexy baker IRL. While these fiercely independent regal Vanessas attend to their handsome, handsome simps, Vanessa transforms herself into Vanessa, kidnapping Vanessa when she meant to kidnap Vanessa to steal Vanessa's royal inheritance. But in true Christmas fashion, Vanessa realizes Vanessa isn't Vanessa. Vanessa, but is in fact Vanessa. Vanessa rescues Vanessa, and then Vanessa and Vanessa arrive just in time to stop Vanessa. I love it. I think we should have known that was coming, and we could have taken shots every time you said <laughs> Vanessa. 
<laughs> yeah, that was excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, that's good. So everyone, if you're already doing your Christmas drinking, which probably isn't any different from your 2020 drinking, please feel free to rewind this back to the summary and drink every time you hear the name Vanessa. Well, before we get into our tiny topic, which we have decided to switch around a little bit, Shall we rank this movie as a bra? Yes. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. So uh, if I was to rank this film as a bra, I think, you know, based on the confusion and um, and the Christmas element. So Christmas and confusion are the two elements I want within my bra. So I'm going to have it be a regular bra, but it's a... Uh, it's a little worn out and the clasps on the back are loose. So every time you snap one in and then you go to snap another in, the other one pops back out and then you put that one in and the other one comes out and then it's just a whole game. And then you go to work with only one very loose clasp hanging on for dear life. So your boobs don't topple to the floor. Oh, nice. That side mark but that made me think of this time last year I just had a snap memory pop up in which I had a job interview where my bra unhooked during and swung forward and it I got the job <gasps> um you never told me this it was well, the most traumatic wait, thing no <laughs> it was aspire to be well facilitator so it got canceled because of covid oh but it was for the like incoming freshmen but I was wearing a hand-me-down bra from my mom and that was a bad move to a job interview because all of a sudden my boobs were out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, I don't like that you had to have that happen during a job interview, but it's a good it's a good story. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. Well, I'll say my the bra that I thought of during this movie um, was more kind of genre based. I went kind of with a whole Hallmark theme, I feel like, despite the fact it wasn't even a Hallmark movie. But I thought of a everyday nude bra that is um there's nothing sexy about it there's no padding but it's comfortable and reliable and it makes you feel good oh i like that that's a great answer because you're right yeah it's like a, nude is a great option because they're all kind of the same but even though they're very the same they're all still enjoyable and comforting Right. Like a Hallmark movie. Mm -hmm. Although this was, I'd like to clarify, this was a Netflix movie, which honestly is becoming the new Hallmark. Yes. All right. Well, if I'm going to rank this bra, I didn't think about it at all. I'm going to make it, sticking in line with Madeline's bra pop story, uh, you know those bras that clasp in the front? Yes. And you kind of put them on like a weird vest? <laughs> yes. I have one of those bras, and it also would often unpop, so... This movie, every time you think something's resolved, something pops out. So it's like trying to stuff your boobs into this bra that then constantly unhooks. And there's just too many characters that all look the same. <gasps> and you think you have two boobs, but maybe you have three or four. Oh, my God. Well, before, not to transition, but to transition, before we go into our tiny topic, should we make clear what the plot is? I can give a basic idea of what the first plot of the first movie was. Uh, yes. Um... Well, I would say, based on the second film, Princess Switch Switched Again is the sequel to The Princess Switch. So, if they switched again, I guess you could say the first time, they just switched. They just switched in the first one. A royal 
and a peasant switched places and then the peasant <laughs> fell in love with a prince and became royalty of another country and in this one there's a third Vanessa so we'll be talking about three different Vanessas yes hang on and you know what we can still make it a drinking game so we're gonna be saying the name Vanessa a lot so every time you hear it, take a sip, not a shot, because we're going to say it a lot and we don't want any alcohol poisoning on our watch. It's tiny topic time. It's tiny topic time. And the three of us have brought our own tiny topics from within this film. So we're going to give you several teensy, teensy little topics. And the first one we need to start with is the opening scene, which has just revealed so much about Stacy, the poor peasant Vanessa who became a princess. She's judging the Bulgarian 59th annual international baking competition that she had competed in two years prior. This is where I found out that Stacy is a sham. She is not a true baker. She should not be qualified to do anything. She's a liar and a fraud. And she probably had to marry a prince so no one would catch on to her that she was a terrible, terrible baker. I'll tell you why. In the competition, when she's judging, she chooses her winner based off of the fact that they added a mistletoe design to their cake. She goes on to say, oh, well, I'm going to choose this winner based on the fact that the first time I kissed my husband was under mistletoe. So the winner is mistletoe cake. And it's like, what? I'm sorry. You had people fly hundreds of thousands of miles to get to your international competition and you didn't do anything else. You didn't you didn't test them on anything else. So I went to a website called The Connection of St. Martin in the Fields, The Great Charity Bake Off. And I looked at their criteria sheet. The categories are one, presentation, two, consistency, three, flavor, and four, creativity. She didn't pick any of those categories to make a judgment off of. Not how was it presented as a whole. She just saw one element and was like, ah, yes, this makes me think about tugging my husband. I want it. And um, yeah, for that reason, I could see why she married a, a hot, rich prince so that people can't talk. You can't talk crap about a princess and her baking and how terrible it is when she's the princess. She'll have you killed. Well, also, like. It makes no sense that she would choose based off of kissing because then she doesn't even want to spend any time with said husband. No, she's nowhere near him. So I was like, oh, she doesn't want the country to know that their marriage has fallen apart after only two years of being together. So she's like, I'm going to pick a cake based off of like, mm, I just love like kissing him and like, like he has his mouth and I have mine. And like, we just like, we put them together and that's like fun for us. Mm-hmm. She a liar. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, the the marriage was in absolute turmoil. And at the end, we thought a baby was going to be. We thought there'd be a third, a fourth Vanessa. Oh, my God. Just, like, pull Vanessa from her home footage and 
make Vanessa her own baby Vanessa. <laughs> However, we realized the marriage was still in too much turmoil to add another Vanessa to the plot. Yeah. Well, speaking of Vanessa's, Madeline, you wanted to talk about the many Vanessas in this film. Yes, yes. For my tiny topic, you might need to refill your drink because there are many of Vanessa and it irritated me because I felt like I had to think too hard to keep it all straight. And I was watching a movie that I thought I could just tune everything out and not have to think, but there was just too many Vanessas. I had to be paying attention constantly to which Vanessa was which Vanessa. And um, it was just too many Vanessas. Yeah, well, even you pointed out in like the first scene where Stacy Vanessa and Margaret Vanessa meet each other, you're pretty sure they both called each other Stacy. Yeah, I need to check that before I claim that, but I really thought I heard Stacy Vanessa to Margaret Vanessa say Stacy as she came down the stairs. And I was like, Carden, who's which Vanessa is which Vanessa? <laughs> so, um, to me, it was just, I, it was three Vanessas. It's, you know, it's like Parent Trap. They never did a remake, a third with another Lindsay Lohan, because that would have just tarnished the whole movie. And to me, I thought they should not have added another Vanessa. So I think they overdid it. I think there's too many Vanessas, yes. If you had to get rid of a Vanessa, one of the Vanessa characters, which one would you get rid Ooh. of? This goes to everybody. Um... Stacy to me is interchangeable mm. and a lover. Okay. Well, I was a big Fiona Vanessa fan. I thought she was very fun. And everything she said, she said as if it was like the sexiest thing she had ever spoken. So she'd be like, oh, Maggie Moo. Ooh. And then she was like, oh, this cookie is so scrummy. And then she was like, oh, oh, that man over there. He's got a wallet. I'm going to go get it. And it's just like, whoa, sis, like <laughs> settle, settle the loins so I think I would get rid of mm, the least horny Vanessa, which I think is Stacy. Okay, so two votes for Stacy. I would, I would get rid of Fiona. <gasps> like the dynamic in the first one between Stacy and Margaret is like one super posh and one's just kind of like your basic American girl from Chicago. Um, <laughs> versus like Fiona, like her reasoning at the end was like I was lonely. <laughs> like you were lonely bitch like you were lo everybody's lonely also like I, I feel like the director was like okay well we already have a, a a posh uptight Vanessa and we have like your simple American girl so now we need a slutty Vanessa who's also kind of stupid and I'm like not all sluts are stupid I don't know that slutty Vanessa was necessary no sometimes you get really savvy sluts I think oh that's right I think because you mentioned like Vanessa, uh, Fiona Vanessa was just like, oh, I was lonely. I'm sorry. But I think it's revealed that she didn't actually mean any of that because she like slinks away after they're like, you're off the hook. And she like very obviously like cartoonishly slinks away from like fully gets out of frame. So I think it's just one of her like she's always going to be 
her crappy little self. She just got caught. And instead of being the type of villain that's like, curse you, I'm going to vanish into the wind. So I think it's just like she's a rich baby, posh princess, just like, you know, so. But do we think that her two little henchmen got in trouble? Because you never saw them again. Well, we heard that they confessed, so I don't know. I feel like Fiona Vanessa wouldn't care if the two of them just got, like, locked up. And she's like, oh, well, you know, to each their own. Bye. Yeah, those... I hated the the henchmen. Carden compared one to an off-brand Emily Osment <laughs> yes. early on, and I couldn't unsee it. And the other one, to me, looked like the cat in Alice in Wonderland, and it freaked me out. I hate. I hated the casting of both mm. of them. So we have Emily Osmond and the Cheshire Cat. They're like the Walmart version. (laughs) Well, I wanted to talk about the lack of security in this movie. You're telling me that Margaret, who is the queen, Queen Vanessa, does not have a single security team member besides those two guards who stand in the little booth outside of her house. Like there were multiple times where she was either traveling around or like even at the, con- uh, not the convention, the church show where I'm like, she would have security mm-hmm. guards. She would have someone escorting her to the bathroom. You know, that press would be trying to get pictures and everyone's like, Oh, you're, you're that lady. Right. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to become the future queen. Like everyone acts like they don't know her. And I'm like, you can't not know the future leader of your country. I thought that was really weird, too, because, it, you know, it just made it seem like it was so easy to switch. Granted, they are all the same person, but everyone was kind of seemed to be like, oh, we're not really paying attention to her. She's going to lead our country. We don't really know what she looks like. And that's OK. Like, no, it's they kind of only showed that one woman of like her sir or like help. That one woman and then that small man and then the guys in the front. And that was a pretty large castle. It seemed like they would have a lot more people working in there for her. But they, she did seem to be lacking in the help region. Yeah, which 11 minutes in, we have the Christmas decorating montage scene. And I immediately said, who's actually doing this decorating? Because that castle was huge and they spend like three minutes decorating one room. So I'm like, you know that security and all the servants are running around doing all of this and they don't get a thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, it, this brings up a question for me because we see like there's barely any security. They're doing a lot of the decorating um, princess or duchess of Montenu version of Vanessa is like, oh, we'll go make a hot chocolate ourselves. Come this way. We'll figure it out. Is it that she can't afford a staff? Like, do they truly have to do their own decorating and their own security for themselves and their own food prep? Yeah, I don't know. It's It seemed like they... We're acting that way, but I don't know. I felt like um, I felt like they weren't really doing it. Like when they went into the the kitchen to cook something, whatever they were baking, they just started throwing flour around and left without baking anything. And so then I feel like maybe the hidden chefs came in, like cleaned up their mess, and actually baked. <laughs> yes, I think that maybe the staff is like 
if royalty comes in, you have to get out of their way. So because that kitchen was filled with baked goods and like there was like a giant pot of cider. So I think they were working and then they're like, oh, here comes the queen, like everyone into the closet. <laughs> and then they see the queen just throwing flour over their kitchen and they're like, God fucking damn it. Like, can you stop doing this? <laughs> so that once they leave, they have to come back out and sweep everything up. I agree here with with Madeline. Hmm. Okay. 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 So the, we're going with the scattering. Everyone is scattering all the time. Just <laughs> everyone has great calves. Well, yeah. And the only time we ever see any cop is at the very end after the royal coronation where you see Fiona Vanessa and she's like applauding. And I was like, what? She literally. And then you see that it pans out and you see two female security officers. And I was like, that's the first time we've seen a cop. And it's basically in the credits scene because you don't. You're not going to call the police when your queen has supposedly been kidnapped. Yeah. You're just going to like figure it out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in Hallmark movies and movies like this of this type of genre, there's never really law enforcement because the issues always seem to be one that they're like, my idiot cousin just tried to steal me and kidnap me into the dungeon. LOL. But we figured it out. You know, I feel like the law enforcement thing is not heavily um, managed well in these kind of genres because they never seem to feel the need for them. They're just a bunch of do-it-yourselfers and AKA, we don't want to pay for extras. Yeah. Would you say in your, in your range of holiday movies, how often is a character kidnapped? That was one of the um, most, the darkest, honestly, Hallmark movies. Most of the time, the issues are like, oh, I'm a city woman that I've gone home for the holidays and I've fallen in love with this local farmer. And what am I going to do? But (laughs) they don't normally take them to the dungeon and tie them up and bring them nice sandwiches. It's normally (laughs) much lighter. That's the Netflix difference. It's like... (laughs) Maybe the director was like, you know what? We're a little dark, so let's Let's bring this nice sandwich and this cup of cocoa. Yeah, true. (laughs) Even though she has to like run up the stairs and escape a kidnapper. And throw snowballs at him and such. Yeah, I didn't see a single farmer in this movie. No. (laughs) I have two points to this that I want to bring up. I'm curious, considering the plot, because you're absolutely right in the end, like Hallmark type movies. It's like city girl meets country boy and he teaches her to slow down. And so it makes me wonder... If it's on TV, you're watching it through TV. Are there a lot of FarmersOnly.com commercials that come up? Oh, wow. Mm. That is an interesting question that I need to pay more attention to. Do you still watch Hallmark movies on live television? On cable? Not not at school, no. We don't have cable, so I watch on, like, Netflix and um, Amazon Prime, those kind of things. Yeah. Okay, so anyone listening who is watching Hallmark movies the old school way on your TV box, please let us know if you clock any Farmers Only commercials during the Hallmark movies. And if so, how frequently are they coming up? And the time of day, all of this, give us the stats. We need them. Madeline, thank you so much for being here with us today. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. You are a true holiday movie queen. So it was so fun to do this with you because I would not consider myself a holiday movie queen and I'm dipping my toe and it was nice to dip my toe into your pool of knowledge. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, thank you for having me. That was so much fun. Um, and I am a big fan. Yay! What a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do here. Dreams come true. Make make a wish, Foundation. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a great foundation. It's <laughs> well, I will see you someday. Okay. Okay. Bye. Stay safe. <laughs> Drive home safely. <laughs> I will. She's not driving anywhere. Alrighty, and we will be right back with plot point. And we are back, and it is that time of the episode where it is time for plot point. Let's go. And uh, today's plot point, we we talked a little about them. We gave them code names. We called them uh, knockoff Emily Osmond and the Cheshire Cat. But uh, we're going to give you their real names right now, which is Mindy and Reggie. And we thought, why not take a dip into the scene where they have kidnapped the wrong queen? And uh, let's see how they how they function as kidnappers. <sighs> okay, all right, Mindy. Uh, what we've got to we've got to attend to this royal in the dungeon. Well, we already gave them a bucket, and we gave them that sandwich, so I think that's good enough. Mindy, your voice is really deep. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what's happening. There it's we like go. It's like you're becoming a villain right in front of my own eyes. You're just getting real deep voice and your shoulders are kind of elevating towards your ears. I don't know what's happening, Mindy. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, listening to your voice and you have such just a captivating voice. It makes my voice want to sound like your <sighs> voice. Okay. You know what? That's a great idea because we don't want the princess to be able to tell who we are. So we should probably try to sound exactly the same. Should we go with the past? Something from the past, you know? The Maybe past. she feel more comfortable. Yeah, like a like a past accent. Like, well, um, you know, uh, did she like those old spaghetti westerns? Should we do like spaghetti western like accents? A, like a cowboy. Yeah, like we'll sound more um we'll sound more tough, you know, so she won't try to like escape or mess with us. So like howdy partner. Howdy partner. Howdy partner. Howdy partner princess duchess. We're here with your with your loaf of bread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think oh she I think you know, I think the Westerners tend to um spit a lot i don't know if there's something I can spit you can spit all right so you'll be the spitter and i'll just go hey you bring her the loaf of bread and then i'll spit on the bread oh that's excellent that is practically medieval and vicious okay i love it very western of us all right so okay we got this bread here and um, you know what the spitting might actually be nice because I think it's a little dry. It's a little old. Oh, should I spit on it now? Yeah, I think you should spit on it quite a bit. Get it, you know, <laughs> soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you in that corner over there. Get more on that one. All right. Can I, I'm going to make a hole in the middle okay. and pull out some bread and you spit on the inside. Should I just drool? Oh, drool. You know, it's a thicker consistency. So, yeah, definitely drool into this bread hole. <laughs> Here we go. I've just dug out the bread hole. You know, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> no? Okay, that's fine. No, I haven't had any water today. I don't oh. want to get dehydrated. 
that's fine, that's fine. And you know what? She's a, she's our prisoner. She should have crusty old bread. We can't give her moist spit bread. Honestly, if I was kidnapped, I would love this castle. You know what? It's very cozy. Even the dungeon, you know, sometimes uh, when you guys go to sleep early, I kind of sneak down to the dungeon because honestly, oh. my bed in my bedroom is very uncomfortable and it gives me a, like, a little back spasm. So I like to go lay out on the thick extra floor mattresses that have been piled up in the dungeon. It's actually quite cozy. Oh, well, why don't you just relocate down here? Well, um, I just, uh, I can't right now. We do have a prisoner. That's a good point. Sleeping on my comfy bed. You know what? Maybe what we should do first, if we're going to give her the sticky bread and we want her to be real scared of us, like we're very scary, we should switch out the beds. We should move my uncomfortable bed downstairs and then take the good mattresses upstairs to my room and then she'll be terrified with back spasms. It's a good idea. Thank you. You know, I know you kind of looked at as like the mastermind of these things, but you know, I just feel like I've got some good ideas as well. I mean, you don't really speak up during the meetings. So maybe if you spoke up a little more, Fiona would listen to you. I get nervous, you know, because she's always like, you know, she's always like riding me about different things. And she's always like, oh, well, your tie's not on straight. And, you know, always commenting about how my nail polish isn't strong enough for her. It's not bold enough. And I just like, sometimes I like to be more neutral, you know, I don't always have to be bold. But also, if you try to dress a little more bold then she gets upset if you're too bold for what she wants for bold because you have to stand out but you can't stand out as much as she can stand out i know it's like a competition of boldness like don't out bold me she's an out bowler bolder 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 she's a bolder she's a bolder Also, like, not that i would ever question this plan because i came up with it myself but of course how is she gonna just leave the throne oh i think she's just gonna like say goodbye and then just let the other queen come back and we're gonna have to like beat her memories so she doesn't remember us oh my god do we have to beat her memories so she doesn't remember i think we do because she's just gonna report us and i can't go back to prison oh you were there first well i may have gotten in a Emily Osment lookalike contest, and I may have beaten my way to the top. Oh my god! Look, I have to pay my bills. Okay. All right. Well, I think this loaf of bread is getting stiffer and staler by the minute. So maybe you could bash her over the head with this loaf of bread. Okay. I said I wasn't going to do it. Why don't we take the mattress downstairs? Oh, that's right. We should switch out the mattresses first because I don't want to get uh, princess brain guts all over my comfy dungeon mattresses. So no. got to so swap those out. You grab one end and I'll grab the other. Okay. All right. Here. <laughs> okay. Just uh, slowly. Okay. Can you lift your side I am lifting higher? my side. Can you lift it okay. up more? You no, wanna, do you want to put side. it vertical or horizontal? No, we're carrying it flat in our hands. You can't turn it to the side. I'm not oh turning it to the side. You're turning it to the side. No, you're turning it to the side. No, I think you're turning it to the side. These are very windy. These are windy stairs. We need to... Oh, Oh, you know, we forgot to pivot. Pivot! Really? 
I know. Already on the ground. I'm going to get this bed frame off of you by myself. You might just have to stay there. Why are we bringing the bread frame? I thought we were just bringing the mattress. Oh. Well, I guess maybe that's why we weren't matching up, because you were carrying the mattress and I was carrying the bed frame. I could feel my organs moving around pinned underneath this bed frame. Oh. Well, you know what? It kind of looks good on you. Really? I gotta say. You think yeah, brass you is, is for me? Yeah, it's like so thick and wide, it makes you look even like skinnier and more posh. Oh, thank you. Do you think I should just... Oh, like shrugging the shoulder oh. yeah like forward and then just have like loose lips like I don't even care enough to close my mouth fully because I'm just so whatever and also there might be blood coming out of my mouth because something's that's true something punctured my diaphragm oh I thought you just reapplied your lipstick but no. you know what it looks <laughs> good on you thank you oh coughing you know you don't you have too much blood anyway you kind of that's true just need a little my less. doctor said if I lose some blood I'll go down a couple sizes Oh, bloodletting is coming back and bold as ever, honey. Just don't tell Fiona. Oh my God, do not tell her. I swear to God, if we have to stick to like a bloodletting regimen, I can't. I don't like needles. I don't like little scalpels. I don't like anything. I don't like uh, people. I don't like shrimp. I don't like it. I don't like it either. But this method was completely painless because I can't feel my spine. Oh, you know what? Do you want the bed? Because if you can't feel your spine, like, would you rather just sleep on it? Because it won't bother you. And like, honestly, when you were away on your spa trip, which I just found out was prison, I was sleeping in your bed for a little while before I discovered the dungeon. So okay. we could do those swapsies. Yeah. Why don't we just take this back upstairs? Okay. Let's go back upstairs. Okay. Are you good? I'll try to I'm like good. lift oh, it from okay. here. Okay. Oh, just, oh. Okay. Go. Oh, right. Just go back. Okay. Oh. No, you really, you have to lift it well, more. I'm trying to lift to, it more. Oh, you're turning it. Okay. You're turning it to I'm the I'm going to turn it the you're other gonna, way then. Hold it straight. I am okay, holding going, it straight. Okay. But you can't now because we're going on a turn on the stairs. So you have to turn it now. Okay. Well, we're walking up. So watch your footing. Okay. We're going. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 are you stuck under the mattress and I'm stuck under the bed frame? Yeah. Oh, you know, uh -huh. I see what you were saying about the movie, uh, the moving body parts. I'm really feeling everything kind of floating around. Maybe we should request a way, request a way. Maybe we should request some help. We're going to, how do we get help? No one actually exists in this town. It's just, you know, things get done. I think it's ghosts and just no one actually shows up anywhere. What's really bothering me is that the people who do show up all look, they all look the, the same, same, no matter what. Oh my God. Wait, wait. Do we have the right prisoner? I don't know. She kept screaming that it was the wrong person. Yeah, she kept being like, I'm Stacy, I'm Stacy. Let me out of here, please. I can't eat carbs. Don't bring me a sandwich. I don't even know. Is she talking about Stacy? I know Stacy's mom. Oh. Mom. She's got to go. You know, Stacy's mom. She does. Oh, my God. She's all I want. And I've waited for so long. <laughs> can't you see? I don't know. That I'm just not the girl for You're me. You're not the girl for you. That's true. And, you know. <laughs> I just want to be better. I know it could be wrong, but I got to say it. I'm in love with Stacey's mom. Me too. Oh. 
well, I guess it's a good thing we share these moments together really, really honestly, as we've both been bleeding profusely from this heavy tumble down the stairs and being having our ribs punctured by these heavy furniture pieces. It was nice working with you. It was nice working with you. Um, oh, you know, for dead, she's not going to get that bread. You're right. She's not going to get the bread. I guess uh, yeah, we could just throw right. the room I think key. it's in your shoe. It's in my... Oh, it is in my shoe. That's where I keep all my my essentials. Oh, okay. oh my God. <laughs> if you could did just... Did you have to dislocate your foot mean to rip get it off. your shoe off? I did. Well, it's okay. it's, it's trapped it under the frame. Because we're both dying. <laughs> I'm going to throw it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, Run, Stacey. it went under the wrong dungeon door. We're not We're very good at this. this. Oh, well, maybe we can write in blood what we would like to say on our headstones. Dear Dad, we never tried. And now it's too late. Love, your son, Reggie. I want... Emily Osmond, 2010, contestant, runner-up. Oh, my God. That was the greatest moment of your life, wasn't it? It was. Oh, well, I feel the light coming toward me. And I feel very cold. And I think I'm... Could you just stop talking and let me die in silence? Oh, Oh, right. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Thank you all for joining us for our very first Christmas episode. We hope you enjoyed and we would love to hear from you. So please feel free to DM us at Utwapod on all social media platforms. That's O-O-T-W-B-P-O-D. Or feel free to email us at Utwapod at gmail.com. Send us movies you want us to review. Send us scenes you think we're missing and we'd happily perform them for you. So thank you all and we'll see you soon for our next Christmas movie. Christmas. Christmas. Have a good day, night, evening, morning, afternoon. Week, month, year, millennium, decade. Eternity. BC before comedy. Music was created and provided by Shane Ivers of SilvermanSound.com. Thanks so much for listening.